Welcome to the Duo Podcast. That's Disney, Universal, and Orlando. I'm Amelia. And I'm Gabriella. We are two sisters who are not so secretly obsessed with all things Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, and Orlando as a whole. We're going to be talking about our favourite rides, our much-loved places to eat, how we plan our trips, and our most memorable experiences at our number one vacation destination. Plus, we're going to have a few special guests weaving their way in and out of the episodes, so please do listen in, get involved through social media, and enjoy the ride. Hello, everybody. Happy whatever day it is. <laughs> I don't know why I was going to say happy Easter. Happy Easter, you I guys. I don't know. I don't know. It's happy mid- Easter. We're at the start of August, if you're listening to this in August. In We're at the start of August. It's nowhere near Easter. So. Happy, happy summer, if you're in the UK. Oh, just happy, happy day, (laughs) happy day. Oh, happy day. (laughs) So anyway, as you can tell, (laughs) we're very organised today um, because one of the reasons why things seem a little bit off right now is because when we were just sitting down to like nail down and to plan this episode, we were having so many ideas and so many different things that were, were coming up, things that we'd forgotten when we'd first planned it. Um, and so what we've actually decided to do is rather than this just being one episode, um, which obviously this technically is, we're actually going to separate it into, into numerous parts. So we're saying it's definitely going to be two episodes, but yeah. it, but it may end up being more, especially by the time our dad like throws in some of his, <laughs> his things as well. And once you hear the topic of conversation, I think you'll be like, oh, okay, I see why. Yeah, because <laughs> this is going to be definitely one for those people who have been, who are like diehard Walt Disney World fans who have been to Disney time and time again and then we're probably going to do the same thing for Universal as well because there's a lot of scenes for Universal (laughs) so um so the premise of this of this little mini series that we're doing is the main things that once were at Disney that no longer are that we miss so the most missed rest in peace attractions and rides and shows and nighttime spectaculars and all the rest of the things. We're going to need to pin that name down a little bit better than, yeah, the, than that. Yeah, um, the things that we miss in Walt Disney World. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> things, <laughs> there we go, perfect. Part one. And the way that, we, that we've decided to segment this is into six different categories. Um, and again, when our dad hears these, he may want to add new categories, so, so we'll just see how it goes. But those six categories are, number one, attractions so in attractions we are including rides and shows and shows in the parks yeah yeah. so they are attractions they're things that have a specific home they always take place in that same specific place and in the same specific time or they used to when they were around (laughs) okay so um so that's going to be the first the first group that we're picking one from um so have a little think, you guys, if you're listening, like, what's your what's your most missed attraction across the whole of Walt Disney World? And it's I'd no love, longer there. I'd love for someone who's been to, like, Disney since the 90s or the 80s, mm-hmm. they'll probably have things, like, if Lou Mangello ever heard this, he would have things from 20, 13 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's the first category. Our second category that we'll go into then will be daytime entertainment. And what we mean by that is entertainment that takes place during the daytime. <laughs> so it, so it's, it could be moving entertainment. So it's not always there. Um, you know, that same space can be used for something else. There's like a... The, so parades or like the barbershop quartet in Main Street USA and also... Yeah. 
different bands. What do you call people that like come along and appear? I oh like God, them. what are they called? <gasps> Promen- promenaders. Yeah, they used to call that, but they have a specific name for them at Disney where they're like, like walkabouts, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> the, Disney have a specific name for them. And I can't remember what it is. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But people that walk around and cause entertainment, but they're not always there. And yeah. parades and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's our, our daytime entertainment sector. Um, then our third sector is going to be nighttime entertainment, nighttime spectacular kind of things. Um, so I'm sure that you guys can already work out what some of the things that are going to be on there. Um, fourth category is going to be all related to food. So it's going to be snacks, restaurants, booths. Um, things along those lines. Um, Our fifth category is going to be specifically pertaining to what was Downtown Disney and now is Disney Springs. So I guess Downtown Disney itself could be Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That would be like a whole thing, but there's just so so many little details because obviously so many things are still there that were there before. Um, and then the final uh, little section that we've we've cordoned off is extras, <laughs> miscellaneous yeah. extras, um, which would be anything to do with... Um, Don't ho- give it away. Yeah, no, but, but it, would, it. it would be anything to do with, like, hotels, potentially, um, water parks, it could be mini golf related, it could be... the These are all things that we don't actually have anything for but we're talking about miscellaneous extras there so i hope that i've made that really clear for you all to know (laughs) to know what we're doing so we'll kick things off and we're just going to choose one from each each section on each of these episodes so first one that we're going to talk about is that attractions group and millie what's your what's your most missed attraction (laughs) it is tarzan rocks tarzan rocks and this you is know just, what Tarzan really does rock. He really does rock, and <laughs> this is only obviously like part one. There's definitely other attractions and rides which we do want to talk about, but this is the first one that came to mind because if you're not familiar with Tarzan rocks, we did talk about this on the episode we did with the Despicable Three, and um, Jim and Jimmy and Steph actually hadn't seen Tarzan rocks, even though Steph had been to. Disney for years before so we don't know how she missed out on it but they did watch it on the TV and they loved it. Anyway, Tarzan Rocks is obviously based on the movie Tarzan which if you haven't seen it, pause this, go watch it and then come back. It's incredible. The music's amazing, written by Phil Collins. I love Phil Collins. Love Phil Collins and if and yeah so if you're into his kind of stuff or if you're just into feeling really good and like proper gives all the feels Tarzan does Mm. and Tarzan Rocks is just purely based off that and they have this whole band on stage that are playing all the classic songs from Tarzan and then they've got loads of other entertainment and it's just it was amazing and it really was it used to take place in the theater I believe it's called the theater in the wild in Animal Kingdom like just on the edge of Dino Land USA um, and it was outdoors as well. It was, which, yeah, but then it, it was the same theatre, but they basically put sides mm-hmm. on it. I believe is like kind of how they've done it. And um, they, like Amelia says, there was it was like rock music, like you know Phil Collins, like quite rocky. Um, they had amazing live singers as well as the live band. Then they had like rollerbladers. Yeah. They had aerial tricks like happening mm-hmm. with this with silks and. Oh, it was it was just amazing, and it was one of the first things that we really loved at Disney, where we were just like, "That is so cool." I think it's because it was always one of our favorite Disney films when we were younger. It was one of the ones we identified with most. Mm. 
and then watching it and obviously like Tarzan's just such a badass like the way he just runs around in and his loincloth yeah <laughs> the loincloth was was significant that was a significant piece of why we enjoyed um the the whole thing and and then also as well it was like that was one of the first times where I, I really looked to performers and was and was like oh wow so you can actually make a career out of like out of performing and not be a famous celebrity mm-hmm. you know not be Britney Spears or whoever it was that I was listening to at the time like you can you can make money and enjoy your job and sing on stage every single day numerous times mm-hmm. um in different ways as well so for me that that was like quite a, a big element I would always mm-hmm. walk out like singing and like rocking out to to the Phil Collins tracks that had been had been played it reminded me a lot of if you have been to Universal Studios and you're familiar with um, Beetlejuice, which is that still there? Mm-hmm. If it's not, then we'll stick a pen totally in this. totally going to be on, yeah, on our Universal list again, if it's we, not still there. We won't go into it now, but we love Beetlejuice, but it's the same kind of format where it's like a showcase of some of your favourite songs, mm. whereas what it was replaced with, which was Finding Nemo the Musical, which I know many people love. And, I love. And I, I do, in, I, I like hate, I, I joke hate it. Mm. I don't really hate it, but I always make fun of Gabby and I'm like, oh, not this again. <laughs> um, I much... I did much prefer Tarzan, but Finding Nemo is far more of like a show and a play and a musical, whereas Tarzan Rocks is more of like a showcase and a yeah. festival, sort of. So, yeah, I loved it. Really, really cool. It's check it out on YouTube if you can find it. It's called Tarzan Rocks, and and it was it was and the it, bomb and it rocks and it literally <laughs> rocks. So now we're on to the daytime entertainment. So Gabby, you say this because I know that this one's close to your heart. Again, it's really close to my heart because again, it was something that I love, love, loved from our very first trip. And it's in the same theme park as Tarzan Rocks or it was in the same theme park as Tarzan Rocks. And it was the Jamming Jungle Parade, which was so good. And they've not had a parade since as well yeah they haven't at animal kingdom it's such a shame i I wonder if it's because like the the walkways always felt quite narrow i was just about saying because there's so much that they've put in there it's almost near impossible probably to navigate to all these new places because i think maybe they they must have gotten rid of it even before expedition everest was there i think yeah and obviously now there's yes there's everest now there's pandora Mm -hmm. the park is a lot a lot busier um, and it always felt, even then, like, when, when it was parade time, like, navigating around the the pathways was was tricky, to say the least. Um, but what that meant was that the, the floats and the characters were so close to you when they were doing the parade, um, which was really, really awesome. And the music to it was just so fun and... Oh, I like literally even to this day I will find find the music on YouTube and I'll just sit there and play it. And I played it in the car for Walter just so fun so sassy a lot of it is like songs that you already kind of know a little bit as well this is like a bit of like a samba section oh, of yeah. the song samba samba that's the one it was it was really brilliant i feel like the older disney parades and stuff the mute don't you find like with um some of the old music you hear, it's not necessarily Disney related. It's all maybe related to classics around the time. Mm. So I think when it, if it ever comes back or when they like reimagine it, it'll be a lot more Disney-fied. Yeah. But this did have a lot of music that you would know quite well. And it was like 20 minutes, wasn't it? 
It was a long... Yeah, it was. It was quite It was quite a long parade. And it just had such, like, one the beginning of the parade as well. That used, um, it so used to exciting, be Rafiki. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I, I love Rafiki. <laughs> so many people. It's like Rafiki is on the phone to Mickey. And Mickey's, like, at the back of the parade. And he's saying, like, oh, Rafiki, like... How's, how's everything, everything look up ahead? ahead? <laughs> oh, it was so, so good. It literally, like, has such a good place in my heart. And right at the end of that parade as well, it's, like, all of, like, the the songs all come... To, the songs that have been used mm. in snippets kind of all come together in this massive... This, like, big mashup. And there's this um, sort of standard, like, woman that's singing and, like, really belting it out. And I, I always belt it out in the car. It's amazing, honestly. It was one of the best things that no longer exists. We'll see if we can hunt it down. Like, at some point, we've got to do some kind of website with show notes. Because everything we talk about, I'd love to, like, include, okay, this is what we're talking about here. Because, yeah, yeah it's definitely worth listening to yeah. on a sunny day. Yeah. So, Jamming Jungle Parade, guys, that is our number two. Number three is going to be a nighttime spectacular. And Gabby, you want to... Do you want me... Actually, should I take this one? Yeah, you can take this one. Because you prefer this. So, obviously, we're going to say Illuminations. Mm. Illuminations is, to me, one of the most incredible musical masterpieces of our time. Let alone the actual fireworks show. I do annoyingly understand why they are reinventing it. Um... I think, yeah, it might be time, and obviously there are times during that fireworks show that, you know, if you've watched it, there's, like, a globe that spins for about, like, bloody half an hour, mm. um, and if you've not got a good view, you don't really know what's happening, but the music itself is just so moving and so beautiful, and even, like, towards the end, when they sing We Go On, and, oh, I love it so much, and I was really, I was really happy that we got to see it one last time, knowing that it would be the last time, because there's been a lot of things that we've, for example, Splash Mountain, we don't know if we'll ever ride that again, mm. so it's nice knowing that we got to say goodbye in the right way to that, yeah. to that show. Yeah, again, there's, there's, like, so many little moments within it that, that, like, we'll always remember, and that, it's like the moment at right at the beginning where he blows out the torches. Epic. So on the Epic. Uh, on the lake at Epcot, there's there's these massive torches on uh, you know at various points that literally help to light the way. And right at the beginning, this man's voice comes over the the tannoy, and then he he literally goes, and then the lights like go out, like and the all, the flames never go out, and it's never just so magic. And yeah, even dad dad that was one of dad's favorite bits. And I believe that Dad said, I don't know where he heard this, but the man who composed the music to Illuminations, was it with Michael Eisner? Yeah, I think so. When Illuminations first premiered its fireworks show, Michael Eisner, I think Michael, and the, what's that just call me, the composer, sat up. It was, I think it was on top of the American... Or Moroccan... it, they, they were sat on top on of one, one of, of the pavilions, pavilions where there was a view to watch it all. And apparently, yeah, that's where they watched it from. And it's not somewhere that you can just access yeah. willingly on your own. But I find that super cool. Funny thing as well, there was one time when we were at home and it was must have been 10 years ago. And we were at home and then suddenly we hear the music of Illuminations and we're like, whoa. And this is like home is in England, home in our house. We're like, oh, where that, where's that coming from? And it wasn't coming from our house. Mm-hmm. It was coming from our neighbour's house. And it was that night that we realised that our neighbour, somehow, even though we don't really speak to our neighbour, had the same CD that we had 
and was listening to Illuminations. And to this day, I have no idea how that happened. Was that with the old neighbour? Or the no, current neighbour? No, I think this is with our current neighbour. Oh, really? Honestly. No yeah. Oh, my goodness. Because there, I think there's been Cause I remember very it odd occasion. But I couldn't remember whether it was... whether Because we had some neighbours... A neighbour moved and someone else moved in, but... No, I think it was this neighbour, but I think it was a while ago. But mm. I remember us being like, this is really weird. That's never happened. Where I don't know if you guys have ever had something where a neighbour or someone you know is like listening to something especially when you when you think like you don't have anything in common with them as well because I kind of don't feel like we have much in common with our neighbor no not at all you know you like double check your cds like have they come in and like taken our (laughs) cd and got in play but yeah it was super weird I'm I'm with you though that I understand why it's been changed because to me the music was the the best part of Mm. illuminations um the fireworks are amazing but there's a lot of trees on that lake which I suppose will still be there when they replace the <laughs> replace the fireworks. But with they'll the new... use them better. <laughs> yeah, they'll use the they'll use the fireworks better. And and something that I loved on the last trip that we went, I can't recall the name of of the kind of placeholder um for the fireworks that they the show that they've got like a kind of temporary fireworks show on. Or oh, they had Epcot Forever. What's yeah. the, what was the new one called Epcot Forever? I don't know. It was it was like again, it was like a mashup of different things that have happened at Epcot. Like they use music from different pieces and they had these really cool like light up kites that like flew around. It was super, super cool. And I, I hope that there's more of that in whatever's gonna replace nice illumination. Yeah, because that it, that you could really enjoy and see it from the whole way around the lake, whereas it's true that globe with my eyes I've not got great eyes anyway at the best of times I I just if yeah it just Mm. wasn't wasn't that fab for me but the music 100% yeah and we're really big music people so especially with that it's it's one of our favorites so number four are we already on number four no way we're on snacks and restaurants and this is something I'll let Gabby say what it is but this is something that we only heard recently that they were taking away and I hope that there will be an uproar enough for it to come back because it's one of our favourite snacks mm. that we've ever had. And I just don't really get why they've taken it away as well because it suits the it suits the location perfectly. It's a vegan... It's very easily can be a vegan snack, mm-hmm. which, like, cater to vegans because they need snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so delicious. And it's the pita pan float um, that they did at the Magic Kingdom... Is it was it story storytell storybook treat storybook treats that's what it's called and which is near what's it called the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in Fantasyland yeah so it's not it's literally like a stone's throw away from the Peter Pan's flight attraction and it's called the Peter Pan's float it's just perfect and mm-hmm. it's um it's Seven Up or Sprite I don't remember which they use in lime, Disney yeah with then lime Dole Whip 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 <laughs> Cool Whip um lime Dole Whip on top. Um, and then there's like a little red chocolate feather that's like put in the top, like the feather in Peter Pan's hat. Or if you're vegan, take it out. Yeah, give exactly. It to your, if give you're it to vegan, your just don't have it. And and then you can have the rest of the of the snack. And it's just so refreshing. It, so refreshing. It completely. I love a Dole Whip. Dole Whip. I'm a big fan of, of a Dole Whip. And stop calling it what, <laughs> Brian? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm a huge fan of Dole Whip, and it's it's a really really delicious treat and a really great snack but when you're over the opposite side of the park which Fantasyland is to Adventureland where you get the Dole Whip the Peter Pan's float is perfect and it's so fresh yeah especially because with normal Dole Whip I 
I find it quite sweet and I don't mean like you guys know by now surely that mm-hmm. I don't really have much of a sweet tooth but the Peter Pan float is quite tangy and it's got a nice fizz to it and it's, it's a, a bit lot... like it's like sorbet sherbet sort yeah, of vibe and it's a lot tastier to to eat and drink and I'm really sad to see that go because I don't usually have I like getting a dollop for the novelty of it but I don't love having it whereas this I really enjoyed having it so we're really sad to hear that that's gonna go yeah. well that's gone basically yeah and like I say I just don't understand why I want to know what's what exactly has replaced it <laughs> I want to know why <laughs> like what's what's replaced it why did it need if it's not broken don't fix it like yeah, exactly. it doesn't doesn't make sense to me but apparently it's not there anymore so let's let's kick off let's start a petition and um hopefully we'll get it back <laughs> So number five, we're going to head over to Disney Springs and I'm just trying to find... Ah, yes, of course. So there were two things we wanted for Disney Springs, but the second thing we're going to mention next time. But this is something that we... I don't know what year we first went to it, but when from when we first went to it, I'm pretty sure we saw it on every trip, maybe bar one. Mm-hmm. Be, and this was Cirque du Soleil's La Nuba. And what what are you laughing at? No, Did I say no, that, I'm right? just like it, it's Cirque du Soleil's La Nuba. Yeah, yeah. Cirque du Soleil's La Nuba, and they recently just revamped it. And I think it was the week before everyone went into lockdown that they launched it. Gutted, but even more gutted that La Nuba's gone. To be honest, because if you never went to La Nuba, it's it was a circus show at Disney Springs, which was all about a woman who's falling asleep and, and it was all about her dream. It was very trippy. It was super very, trippy. very fun. Yeah, and super fun, like, super weird. If, you, if you've ever seen, um, is it on the Knocked Up movie where he goes mm. to see Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, but he's had like mushrooms. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> so like all quite... of the, the kind of weirdness that's like in the scene on that, that movie is kind of, there's a lot of weirdness in, mm-hmm. or there used to be, in La Nuba. There was, like, four men that are clowns that are, like, wearing pyjamas and just mm. weird stuff, <laughs> weird stuff yeah. going on. And then all of the incredible tricks and the trapeze and what else was there? There was... There was these guys where, like, imagine, imagine that you're in a, a wheel, imagine a massive hula hoop and you're just hold out, holding on to it. Yeah, like, like human-sized like hula hoop. Yeah, but you're holding on to it like star shape. There was a guy stacking loads of stuff on top of a chair until he was, like, super, super high up and balancing on it. Oh, it makes me sick. What was the thing that you were talking there about? There was... Um, it was the girls <gasps> with the, the Diablos! Okay. There used to be these little girls. There was there was four of them, four. wasn't there? And they, and they literally must have been, like, eight years old, yeah, ten years so old max. Small super cute and they're super super cute costumes and they had the um they're called the diablos it's like where there's two sticks one in each hand with a string in between and then they've got like a kind of yo-yo thing yeah and they're throwing them in the air and doing acrobatics we bought we bought two from the gift shop and brought them home and looking back now i have no idea how we managed to get them in our suitcase because they were heavy they were quite heavy and I, i i don't know why we thought that we would be able to master it because yeah, like we we gave it a good go though. I remember that we did we did it quite a lot. Mm. But it was a really amazing show. And again, this is something I think you can watch on YouTube. I think I've looked before, and you can still watch it because the music was really good in it again. Show stopping music, like the beginning, the opening scene where like they would walk through the center, the the sort of main characters of the of the performance, mm-hmm. the main characters that would show up in this woman's dream. Um, like walked through the centre of the theatre and did like a little taster of what their performance oh, would be. Yeah, 
Oh, it's so good. And, and also, Mum proper fancied the um the man who was did on, the silks. Did yeah, the silks. again, silks. What like, is it about guys like, with silks? Super blonde, muscly man, and very yeah, nice. amazing, very nice. <laughs> so, if you do have an opportunity to look at that on YouTube, I definitely would. It was it was amazing, and I think even when they replaced it, it was more just because they thought this has been going for so long. We just need to do something new. I don't think it's because there was anything wrong with it. I think they've made it into like a more Disney themed yeah, set, haven't they? Which... And I hear it's amazing. Yeah. they did like a press uh press viewing for it, and everybody who went said it was like, yeah, this is incredible. It's going to be so good. So. So hopefully we get to see that again. It's very expensive. Yeah, it was It was always like a bit of an upgrade to a holiday, mm. but totally worthwhile upgrade for sure. So finally, we are on the extras section, um, and this is the extras miscellaneous random section. Um, and, and we know that a few people out there already that listen love this as well, because we've spoken about it with them before. Um, that's Cheers Ears. The guys at Cheers Ears love it. And what is it, Millie? Stacey's top seven. Yeah. In Disney World, isn't it? Stacey's yeah, top Stacey. seven must sees must do's. The yeah. must do's. Well, she. I don't remember it. what she, she calls it. She now calls that it's just now like must do Disney, whereas it used to be Stacey's top seven must sees in Disney World. Mm. I don't know why I've always preferred it to must do's. I get why they do must do's because there's so much you must do. <laughs> But Stacey's top seven, like, the music was fun. I liked how they segmented it where she was in a water park one day. She did Triple Mountain Whammy, which was Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, and Big Thunder Mountain. And lucky me, I'm going to hit them all. Bosh. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that. And again, going up to the bedroom in the hotel and watching that, the first thing we put on on the telly. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I really I really do miss that version of it. Yeah, it was, it was like... um what was it maybe like a 30 to 40 minute tv show essentially and it was on a loop on one of the channels um at every disney hotel and it basically was promoting what you can do in disney so it's like you know you you've arrived you're in your hotel room like what are you going to do with your day like here are all of the millions of things that you can do and she just i bet it was so much fun filming that yeah like she looked like she had so much fun and because there is so much that you must do at disney Mm -hmm. um and she literally got to do it all and there was just so many good one-liners in it and and way back then like me and millie we were so obsessed with like american accents and american tv shows and impersonating american accents and so for us it was the one-liners that we could memorize we could like we could literally go through the entire 30 to 40 minute show and know every single line of it we we weren't very cool children. Yeah, we we had a lot of time on our hands back then. Oh and it's so funny now, now when you said that I'm like, "Oh my god, we're so sad." But you know what? You love it. Where when it comes to stuff like Disney, you just have to be like, you know, there's no there's no shame. It's yeah. Disney and it was and yeah, personally, I prefer it to Must Do Disney. Sorry. Sorry, mm. guys, because I know a lot of people love that, but I the thought the music was a lot catchier. Again, you can watch it on YouTube. Yeah, and it was one of those things that was always so great to be able to come home and watch as well. I think we had a DVD of it um, at one point, and we would like watch it at home whenever we were missing Disney or whenever we were looking forward to a trip. Um, and... And yeah, it was it it was just nice. It was, it was just like a nice thing to to do that became an attraction almost to us. Like be, it became a must do for us. Mm-hmm. 
So, so yeah, we want to know what your what your little sad things might be. <laughs> like, yeah. have you been watching Stacey's Top Seven in in on repeat ever since it was no longer a thing? Or, um, I mean, what else have we done that's really sad? Maybe that we should make that another episode. <laughs> well, I think we kind of did that with Guilty Pleasures. Um, yeah. Ha- however, I feel like now thinking about it, we probably have more and more Guilty Pleasures that we didn't mention because we're even more guilty about yeah. them. Yeah, we we're, we're even more ashamed. <laughs> But, oh, so much fun. But those are the first six that we wanted to tell you about, and already we're super excited to tell you about the other six and however many go on for that. But with this, we really... I mean, we always like for you to get in touch, but we really, really want you to get in touch about this and tell us what things you miss in Walt Disney World, even if they're things that we don't understand or we've never seen or are just for you and your family that you've enjoyed. Tell us, yeah. because we love to hear it. Definitely, 100%. And you can do that by contacting us on Instagram at... The Jiro Podcast. You fluffed that, didn't you? (laughs) Let's try that again. Contact us on Instagram at... The Jiro Podcast. Or on Twitter... The Jiro Po. Exactly. So we hope to hear from you guys really, really soon. And we hope that you're looking forward to the next episode just as much as we are. And last thing, we we looked in a UK facebook group earlier and we had a few people who had recommended our podcast to listen to and that like made our day because we don't as much as we love people to listen to this we don't actually think that like you're listening and passing it on as well so it's super nice to hear that you guys are enjoying this and that you're sending it to your friends please make sure you do um and yeah make sure you review us and everything thanks Thanks. very much guys take care guys bye